Hey, welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission, a podcast where we're talking about the topics, the trends, and the issues and missions that impact the missionary and the churches that partner with them. My name is Tony Balava, and with me is Stephen Madoff. Well, hello, Tony. It is good to be with you. Ah, we had to go a week without recording. Technology yep. did not did not come through as we had hoped. <laughs> So well, we had tried everything, didn't we, to to make it work? And uh, I think you yeah. you ended up being so pixelated because of your sketchy internet that you <laughs> you previewed that what you were going to have. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me tell you, mm-hmm. you get points for honesty in reporting because yes, your internet was very sketchy. Yeah, it was it was pretty tough, and so we uh, we didn't get to do last week's podcast. But it wasn't for a lack of effort, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we did try. I, I think we almost broke out the uh, rabbit ears antennas <laughs> to see if we can get a better signal for Wi-Fi, but it yeah. just did not work out. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we apologize for that. But I am excited about what we're going to be uh, covering and discussing today in our conversation. Because it is something I think that it really hits home uh, for mm-hmm. missionary families as they're on the road visiting the partnering churches. Yes. And as you are right now on the road, you're mm-hmm. going to be gone for many weeks. You mm-hmm. are in the perfect spot to be able to help us out in our conversation uh, yeah. today as we talk about the strains and stresses and pressures that fall upon a missionary family as they are traveling from church to church and hitting the road on deputation or furlough. So we're going to bust the myth that it's just one great big vacation. (laughs) Well, true. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you know, people think that all we do is travel and how great it would be to just see America and see Mm -hmm. more places than most people ever see uh, while going church to mm-hmm. church and people loving you and feeding you and housing you. <laughs> I mean, what's the where, what's the problem with that? But actually, there's there's a lot of issues that arise when you're hitting the road, and it is not yeah. as glamorous in some ways as yeah. people sometimes think. Well, it, it, it is a two-edged sword for sure, right? I mean, it is a great privilege to be able to go from church to church and, and be in churches and meet people and challenge them for missions. And the truth is that, um, you know, our teenage girls, our, our two adult children who live outside the home, have probably seen more of the United States and, and places outside the United States than the average person ever will. Most of the national parks and those kinds of things. But they've also spent a lot of time in hotel rooms with six six kids or four four kids i should say and uh, when the two were at home still and we were traveling sometimes four children and mom and dad all in the same hotel room and trying to juggle getting ready for church and make sure everybody looks proper and all that kind of stuff and and so there are definitely some challenges to it as well um, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but there are some challenges for it. Yeah, I agree. I I love deputation. I really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's the old adage that people say. It's like high school. I enjoyed it, but I don't want to do it again. <laughs> um, even though I'm in a ministry where I'm on the road, but yeah. uh, still now. But it is it is a unique time for a family, mm-hmm. and we you know we try to best prepare people to 
when they're here for candidate school to let them know some of the challenges that they're going to face. Mm -hmm. But it is so different when you're actually facing them. For example, just one of the things just to put it down in the reality of it is just when you're in the car and you have kids and and kids Mm -hmm. that are younger, that need more attention, (laughs) that get more fidgety, that and you're trying to, as the phrase is, raise them from the back of the car. Mm. And that is not easy. That that's a that's a it's right. a real challenge. And then that missionary family pulls into a church and those kids are frazzled because they've been cooped up and then they get out and they're supposed to be kind of on Perfect. their best behavior and uh, right there yeah. representing the, the the family well. Wow, mm-hmm. th- that is some pressure. Yeah, pressure on the kids, uh definitely a lot of pressure on the mom too. You know, because you know, for better or for worse, as soon as that meeting, you know, you step foot in the church, it seems like dad is busy right away with the pastor or maybe the deacons or somebody else. And moms are trying to make sure their kids are doing just what they're supposed to do and looking perfect and everything else. And so there is a lot of stress on the family during that time. And there's this this sense that you can when we were speaking about this topic, I, I said, I don't know a better phrase. And um, the sense you can't let your guard down sometimes. It's not that you're not yourself. It's not that you're putting on an act, but you also aren't completely relaxed either. And so there is this constant stress or kind of weight upon you as you go from place to place and, you know, trying to do everything just so. And it's not a marketing scheme. It's, you know, missionaries want to do things that honor the Lord and do their very, very best. And, uh, but we're all human. And then when we kind of don't do our very best in one spot, it's a big letdown and there's stress involved with that. And so it's a, it's a great process. I wouldn't trade it. I, even now we're on the road and you know we are uh we are just kind of at the beginning of a very long trip eight weeks and um eight weeks four people in the car and three seasons to pack for as well (laughs) (laughs) i mean we're gonna hit it's not just the eight weeks of clothes that you have to pack but three seasons we're gonna hit winter we're gonna hit uh whatever we're in right now up here in the northeast of the country kind of early spring which would be spring or fall, however you want to look at that. And then by the time we get back, summer. And and it's even just the every every time you go from one place to the next, it's the repacking of the car. And I'm going to tell you that that can be a stressful day too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I do think it's a very real thing, as you mentioned, just that idea of the family is always having to be on. Yeah. Um, and and putting their best foot forward. For for those who have not been through like deputation or uh, furlough ministry, and they they don't understand that experience, well, every night or the vast majority of nights, you are getting out and you're meeting new people. You're you're trying to uh, connect with them, and you're trying to represent yourself in the best way possible, but also trying to minister to, to mm-hmm. people and, and trying to, you know, kind of show your personality, but also kind of in the back of your mind, you're like, 
don't mess up. <laughs> and yeah, it, right. it is a tightrope. And, and it is just part and parcel, even no matter how the church may say, oh, just be yourself, just be yourself. But you, you still understand that you're trying to represent yourself. And so you want to come, come across excellently. Mm-hmm. And that does put a lot of just weight on the evening. Sure. And when you got to do that four times a week or, or sometimes even five or six times a week, depending if you're going from conference to conference. Um, and I know missionaries that were in 31 days of a month, they were in meetings 27 days. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of pressure. In fact, sure. I suggested to him, Hey, maybe you should back the schedule up just a little bit because you're, it was putting too much pressure on, on the kids and on the wife and even on the missionary, honestly. And so it is, it is a tough time. And so when they go to a church, you know, trying to just help people to relax and, and, and things, even though church will try everything, but the missionary still has that built in within them. I got to do well, I got to do well. Mm -hmm. And if that missionary is staying with a family, then you have that added on as well. And, yeah. and we've even done podcasts yeah. uh, on that very topic, but you still then you have to kind of be on and make conversation. And then you have the challenge of, of when do you just kind of let your hair down and just relax and mm-hmm. just kind of kick your shoes off and put your feet up and all yeah. that. And, and that, mm-hmm. that, that can potentially build up mm-hmm. this incredible pressure in the mind or the emotion of the missionary. Sure. Uh, This is a topic that I think that um, pastoring, you know, or I should say partnering pastors surely can understand some of this with the missionary, because most pastors understand the term living in a fishbowl. And they understand, you know, like Sunday is kind of we're on display as a family. And and so, again, pastors aren't putting on a show, but they understand there's a certain pressure and all. And, and actually, in this conference that we just came from, um, Sunday night after the conference, the pastor, we had, um, uh, they had ordered pizza in for everybody. And it was kind of far more relaxed than it had been all week. The conference was over. Sunday evening service was over. And he mentioned and he said, you know, Sunday night in our home is victory night. And it's we made it through another Sunday. <laughs> and, uh, mm. uh, he said, this is our time to kind of kick back and just be a family and relax as a family. And he said, so tonight you're part of our family and you're invited to just kind of join us in our pizza night. There was definitely a far more relaxed atmosphere that's on Sunday night after the conference. But, you know, if pastors could just kind of think of that living in the fishbowl aspect, partnering pastors, and then say, okay, I have to do that. Like you said, maybe 27 days out of 31. Imagine the pressure that a missionary family is under for that. Uh, we talked about that as a group, this even this past Sunday night with the uh, missionaries and the pastor. And the pastor even noticed, he said, wow, you guys are a far more kind of the real you guys is coming out. We were we were joking with one another and cutting up and and kind of throwing some jabs back and forth, just having a good time with each other. And um, I mentioned, I said, well, you know what? Sunday night conference is over and this is kind of where we start to let our guard down a little bit. And the missionaries all agreed as well. It was just kind of like one of them said, yeah, the, the weight is off the shoulders now. We've made it through the conference and we can kind of breathe and, and be ourselves a little bit more. And it's a very real thing for missionaries and their families to go through. 
Yeah, and 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 you, even before you get to those churches, you do have some of the other challenges that come up. Is when you're on the road and you're eating on the road. Mm. <laughs> sort of, there's that thing of you know when someone goes to college for the first time, they they the, they gain the freshman ten or freshman twenty. Well, there is sort of like the deputation ten or twenty, or in some <laughs> cases thirty, um, because you're eating on the road. And so sometimes you're eating uh, unhealthily, you're eating fast food, you're stopping Mm -hmm. in. People are gracious and give you gift cards for restaurants or gift cards because they know you're on the road. And so Mm -hmm. you're trying to make use of those and they're not the healthiest options. And so you're trying Mm -hmm. to minimize that and kind of make balance it out, but Mm -hmm. it's hard to do. And then Mm -hmm. you go to a church and then they got the international banquet or you're eating with this uh, the pastor at a restaurant or the, mm. some other family of the church is going to take you out on a different night. And so instantly now you have this this question about, I don't want to offend someone who's hosting me and taking me out to eat, but boy, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm eating restaurant food again, four nights right. at, yeah. consecutively. And, mm-hmm. and that adds up. And sure. And so there is even that uh, mm-hmm. kind of pressure that is put yeah. upon a family mm-hmm. and and then, then you don't have the exercise that you normally would if you're in a normal home environment and routine so it becomes a challenge to try to get the exercise to counter the <laughs> uh, the food that you're eating and the diet yeah. that you're on so yeah. it is just these elements that uh, that that pile up you know, our desire, and I'm sure anyone who's listening, the desire is that that missionaries make it through deputation and get to the field. And mm-hmm. thankfully, the vast majority do. But mm-hmm. there are some that really, if I can say, somewhat show the cracks under the pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and people's like, well, they, they weren't cut out to be missionaries. Well, I don't know if necessarily that. It, it is a stressful time. It's a stressful time yeah. for someone because of these things that impact the daily life that they that we're living. Yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why uh, pre-deputation training is so important. And we're getting ready to uh, have, hopefully, Lord willing, Camp Bimmy this year again at BIMI. And one of the classes that I teach there is, what is deputation? And we go through some of the realities of what deputation is and these kind of topics as well. Because if you can go into it knowing that these are going to be the realities of it. Uh, you can do some things to prevent it. For example, you mentioned the eating and all that kind of stuff. One of the missionaries at this conference that we were just at, uh, they were with a different uh, mission board. And he said they told them in their orientation that the their average missionary will put 30 extra pounds on during deputation. And I was really taken back by that. And uh, I knew that, you know, there's always this joke about deputation weight and all that kind of stuff. I told him, you know, when when we did it the first time around way, way back when we went with a plan and my plan was I did not want to do the deputation gain weight thing. So if since you knew in advance, you could plan in advance as well. And what we simply did was basically really like breakfast and then we ate celery and carrots all day long Uh-oh. and had like one good meal at night he was laughing and he's like wow that was a lot of discipline i said yeah but my clothes still fit when i was done so it was, <laughs> it was kind of worth it you know but 
but it's just another one of those things that a lot of people don't think about. You know, they think about, wow, you get to travel here, there and everywhere. And isn't that so much fun? And again, it is. I, I love it. I, I, I truly love it. But there are some adjustments that need to be made. And I really do think that, again, this is one of the reasons why it's so important to have that pre, uh, not just pre-field, but pre-deputation training that, that helps um, missionaries prepare for what lies ahead. You know, it is good to, as you said, make a plan. And mm-hmm. and we, we say that so often in so many aspects of ministry, but it is so mm-hmm. helpful to, to make a plan. Like you said, okay, if I know I'm going to be eating out, uh, you know, every night with a church member, well, then I need to make the plan to adjust what I'm eating during the day because you don't want to put all that weight on. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, hey, I'm going to have all this. So let me try to figure out a time where I can maybe do some exercise or, or things and, and work it in, even if it's early morning uh, to, to, to do run or to do whatever, but just to, to help. I think also with like making a plan and when life is on the road, that it's good to, to plan to do some fun things on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. The road can be tiresome, living out of the suitcase, packing and unpacking and folding the clothes and going to the laundromats or, or all these things. That's that's not fun. But there is a lot of things that you can do. Just enjoy, fa- make family memories to mm-hmm. to really enjoy and kind of counterbalance some of the drudgeries. I mean, there's there's... There's so many different things to experience in in America, from the sure. big like amusement parks or or national parks, to yeah. those quaint little things that nobody would ever know about except when you drive through a town like America's largest rocking chair or uh, the Iowa the, Corn Palace. <laughs> yeah, the Big Spoon. You know things yeah. of that nature that you can be goofy and and make a memory or enjoy that or. Uh, go go visit an animal park and and just have some fun because you need that to unwind to to de-stress to 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 just enjoy it as a family because if not if all you are, are on the road on the road on the road presenting in churches and you're on your game have your game face on the entire time and you never unwind hmm. As, as just as a family, because even if you're unwinding, like what sometimes churches do activities and like bowling sure. or or this activity, you're still in a sense in game face mode. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be time when it's just you and your family. Yep. And hey, let's just stop here and, and do this. Let's go visit this. Mm-hmm. Let's have fun here. Let's let's check that out. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that you have to, I think, bring into and incorporate into your plan of deputation to, mm-hmm. to help make the the laughs and to help make right. the memories. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that. That really is one of the things that I know I enjoyed about deputation was not just the churches. And I, I love that aspect. And I know I love deputation, but it also was, I saw more of America and some of those things I would, I will never see again. And that I got to do with my family and they got to have some great experiences and we made memories. Yeah. You know, as strange as this is going to sound, and we're ta- we talk about how this can be fatiguing and such. Um, 
I found, uh, and we found as a family, on those off days, a lot of times it's Monday and Tuesday. You know, you've finished a conference on Sunday night, and then you're going to start another conference on Wednesday. Uh, we found that Monday and Tuesday, those were our days, those were family days. And if we were even remotely close, now in missionary terms, remotely close can mean 12 to 15 hour drive. <laughs> so um, if we were remotely close to a national park or something to see as a family the next day, I would drive through the night even sometimes. And we're talking, it seems like it's a contradiction because we're talking about how it can be tiring. And so I found that it was so worth it to drive through the night that that was far less fatiguing than having the game face on all week long because we were going to get to a destination that as a family we could just totally relax totally just be ourselves one with another enjoy the time together you know a lot of times the kids will sleep at, during that time in the, in the car and everything and and i didn't feel worn out from the drive because the you know getting revitalized with the family and the time with the family again was kind of re-energizing and so it was so worth it to do that and um another thing we we learned was uh, on those drives you know you can kind of get in your zone and you're driving and you that's it and your wife maybe is doing something and the kids are doing something in the back and and there's going to be those times for sure you know my wife catches up on emails or texts our missionaries in the far north or is doing that and our our girls are doing something else in the back seat, but a lot of times we'll just say, okay, everybody put that stuff aside and we will listen to a, uh, maybe an audio documentary or something together in the car. And that kind of lets us have that time again, even while we're driving, just to interact one with another. Sometimes it's, it's comical and we laugh one with another about it and all rather than just everybody be zoned out because that may be the only family time we get of uh, driving into a conference on Wednesday, you might not get that family time again all the way through to maybe Monday. You cannot put your family time aside for the ministry because no family, no ministry. And you, you have to do everything that is absolutely humanly possible to make sure uh, that you keep those family bonds strong. Not only that, we always wanted our kids to think about traveling as a family for ministry as a privilege and something that was fun and not something that they got drug around to do. You know, you've, yep. you've heard people say, um, I've heard people say, I had a drug problem when I was a kid. My parents drugged me to church. And, you know, I've heard them say that. Then <laughs> everybody laughs and it's funny, but it's not if the kid gets lost in the, in the process. Yeah. And so it's so important to make sure that you keep that family bond some way. And, and then, then the challenge is how do mom and dad get mom and dad time as well sometimes? Yeah. And so there's got to be another plan there. Exactly. Because, you know, when you're with the kids all the time, and like you said earlier in your experience, and we had that same experience with my kids when we were on deputation years ago, that you, you, you're in a hotel with them. So it's all of you or you're at a house mm -hmm. and with with some staying at with some guests there that they're who's hosting you. And so that does put just pressure on you just to, just to be a couple, just to sit and just talk and just, you know, just enjoy each other. And, and that puts on pressure. So I think the plan would be one of the recommendations I would say is to look and on occasion, make it a family thing of, Hey, we're going to rent an Airbnb uh, with, yeah. with multiple rooms 
Yeah. And, and so everyone can get their own room because mm-hmm. the kids are tired of each other too because they're in the back <laughs> of the car with each other and everything. So, hey, everyone gets their own room and and mm-hmm. and just enjoy that. Yeah. And and yeah. you know, it the it the cost you couldn't do it all the time, but if you have something to look forward to. See, we're designed to be people who look forward to things. You know, mm-hmm. if we have on our calendar Oh, this is coming up next week. Well, we look forward to that. And right. so if you can plan, hey, next week we're going to be in a a house that we're renting. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's going to be exciting. Well, husband's going to look for that. Wife's going to look for that. The kids are going to look forward to that. And and it mm-hmm. really creates this, this good anticipation of, who yep. we just get a place to ourselves. I get a room to myself. Mm-hmm. I get a bed to myself, uh, yep. things of that nature. And that really can kind of create the 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 spark to keep going for those next couple of days that may be needed yeah absolutely you know uh, on this particular trip we're on by and large it's a ministry trip and by and large it's church to church um you know we just finished a conference on on uh sunday night and we started again on wednesday we took a day to drive to the next place we have one day kind of to get ready and then start a conference again but also on this trip is one of our daughter's senior trip senior year trip and we've always uh our kids have always been homeschooled but we always take them on a senior trip a senior year trip and this is her senior year trip and she actually has on her phone an app that does the countdown and i get the daily update of how many days off we are from that that uh house that we have uh rented for a couple of days where everybody is going to get their own bedroom and and watch this there are three bathrooms in the house as well. <laughs> and boy people are excited about that and it's the countdown of how long before we get there it's not that they're hating what we're doing right now but it does give them this thing that part of this is for us as well as a family and they are so looking forward to that time together and we are too and then uh, we'll kind of pick up with the ministry trip again as well but it's so important to be able to have that time with the family the husband the man he needs to be okay with Mm -hmm. maybe spending just that little bit extra on occasion and Mm -hmm. and of course you always want to be proper with your money and and things that nature but it's okay when you're on the road so often to do those little things that that may cost a bit more, but in the long run, it's going to be more beneficial for mm-hmm. your family psyche in mm-hmm. the whole thing of just being yeah. able to unwind and to have yeah. a, a, alone time as individuals, even within the family itself. Sure. So there's just so many aspects to it. And and I know our, we've, we have talked at length, but I would just like to, to say this, that for pastors who are hosting missionaries. And of course, I know the pastors, like I said earlier, are going to say, hey, you know, relax and just be yourself and and things of that nature. But it may be just as you make a schedule for a missions conference to just kind of plan, hey, we're only going to host one meal rather Mm -hmm. than someone's going to meet you for lunch and someone's going to meet you for dinner. Just plan like okay there's gonna be one meal so that the missionary family can they can then plan accordingly of okay we're eating out one meal in the evening so let's take it lighter in the day let's have like you mentioned a light lunch snacks 
you know, mm-hmm. just snacks during lunchtime ish or whatever. And in this way, they can balance themselves. Yeah. I think another thing um, that pastors can do to help missionaries in this process is to have the schedule. And even if it's on that first night, most most often when you arrive to a conference, there's usually some kind of meal or get gathering with a pastor and you get to know each other. But I have always appreciated so much those conferences where the pastor lays out the schedule for, for the week. Sometimes they even have it printed out for you. And it helps so much. I know that my, um, my wife will often ask me, do you know what the schedule for the week is? Because she's trying to make plans. We still have one who is um, schooling. So, and we were just with some families who have much younger children than we do. And they were trying to plan their schooling. Now, thankfully this pastor was of that mindset. We have purpose. He said it multiple times. We have purposely planned less to give you more time as a family. And I know every every uh, missionary uh, certainly appreciated that. And that doesn't mean that when you go to those churches where they have you teaching in the school or doing something else that missionaries dread that. They love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of knowing in advance what the week holds is a tremendous help to the missionary to just kind of know, okay, this we're going to have maybe these three hours on Thursday morning free. We can plan something as a family. And it's such a benefit because we've all been to those conferences where sometimes you literally do not know what is going to happen from one day to the next and all. And you're always wondering, am I free for this? Not to mention most missionaries have work to do on the road as well and correspondence to keep up with and stuff. And they, they literally can't know what to do if they don't know what the plan is because they want to be available to the pastor all the time. So I think a pastor who just simply says this is a schedule for the week goes uh, does a tremendous job in helping the missionaries be able to have this kind of time we're talking about and it goes a long long way there's so many more aspects to this <laughs> but sadly our time is up that was my line <laughs> i know sorry <laughs> well we we always enjoy having the conversation and and we're so thankful for you listening in on this conversation as we record the podcast and we hopefully that something we've said has been a benefit uh, to get the the thoughts going to consider from whatever side of the fence you may be on the missionary or the partnering church Mm -hmm. if if this has been of some help to you or if it raises any questions or thoughts we'd love to hear from you you can email us our email addresses are in the show notes contact uh, tony or myself and we'd love to to hear from you and to help out however we can. We'd also just encourage you to maybe rate our podcast. That helps with the the algorithms, I guess is the fancy word for it, for our podcast to be found a bit more easier uh, for those who be seeking things about missions. And so encourage you very much to rate. If you have done so, thank you. If you have not, please do such. <laughs> and Tony, I will let you wrap us up with your famous last words. Well, again, thank you for, uh, uh, I'm confused because Stephen stepped all over my lines on this. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, have a great week in the Lord. Mm-hmm.